Podcast Fresh. Okay, everybody, welcome to the Podcast Fresh Cafe, episode number 41. Uh, we got a Dang. stacked one today. A stacked one. It's top heavy. It's top heavy. It's bottom heavy. <laughs> it's it's obese. <laughs> what a stupid joke. Nothing wrong. Nothing wrong with any of those things. If you're top heavy, bottom heavy, obese, we love you all. It's all it's all good. It's all love. Tremendous. I am Ryan Mello. Uh, that of course was my co-host Chris. Chris, say hi. Hello, and I'm giving the uh, the John Cena salute. John Cena. Salute. I'm holding up the towel. Never give up. It's uh, baby blue today. Jeez. I like ready the, to do the show. I like the green one better. <laughs> Oh man, uh, we're recording this on a Saturday. So, what was your uh, week like? Oh man, I had a, had the busiest week at work. I won't bore anybody with the details, but uh, I'm in sales, and I had like the best week in probably three years, three and a half years. Oh damn! So, uh, in about a month, I'm gonna have that thing on me. So it's gonna be good once <laughs> that paper once that paper hits the palm, baby. But uh, no, man, this is our this is this is the playoffs for us. You know, we're we are a business that's really really busy in the summertime, and then we kind of just fuck off for like six seven months. So this is the time to uh, to make hay, so to speak. So been busy with work, uh, just playing some games in the uh, downtime. Um, just been having a little bit of a hard time sleeping, but I think that's just because I had such a busy week that I've had trouble sleeping. But on the flip side, I've been waking up really early, and I think that's part of why as well. Um, but I can't complain about anything else. Everything else is good, man. I had a pretty good week. Yourself, my brother. That's good to hear. Uh, yeah, yeah same. Busy with work, of course. Uh, busy with some wedding stuff that I've been having <laughs> right. to do. That's in two months, creeping up fast. And um, just uh, keeping up with this whole uh, video game summer thing that they're doing. It's, it's E3 without the E3. <laughs> like, yeah, what's going on there? What's that about? Well, I mean, E3 isn't happening this year, but, right? But like every game company, I guess, feels the need to still release something in the summer. Yeah, it's kind of weird. It, uh, it, the funny thing about E3 is like it almost it went heel for a while, right? Like two years ago, people were like, "We don't need E3 anymore." Then the pandemic happened, yeah. and it almost they almost baby faced it. Like, no, this is the time we need to support E3, yada yada yada. And now it's kind of like it hasn't healed itself, but they kind of announced that they weren't going to do it. Yeah, and uh, that's kind of been it. I mean, we we've in the last couple of years we've seen like PlayStation step down, uh, a bunch of other companies step down, do their own platforms, do their own reveals because you don't need this giant convention, this brick and mortar thing where people are flying in and doing all this other shit. Yeah, everything can be done virtually, and the pandemic has just kind of proven that. Exactly, I think that. Um, I mean, E three itself has announced that they'll be back next year. So right. there's that. But here's the thing. I will say beach. we did we don't need E three in, in terms of what you said. Like we don't need the giant convection uh convection convention and uh right. all that other shit. But you know what? At least with E three, th- this was pretty organized. Now it's like I don't know what the hell's happening. Every day there's something new. Like like the biggest one is like Nintendo doesn't know like we don't know if they're doing anything, but we're assuming they're doing something. There's like a bunch of leaks that I, I don't even know what to believe anymore. So it's like, mm. at least with E3, everything was like on a time schedule. 
I think that E3, if they're going to come back, never mind the physical stuff, if E3 kind of turned it into its own digital thing where they had all these companies under their belts where E3 could literally put on a virtual show for like right. three days, that would be dope. I think that's right. what E3 should be doing, okay. honestly. Uh, but I know that in terms of like, if you're like a developer and you make video games and stuff, E3, like that convention, it's a good opportunity to go and like network and, you know, meet people. But for us... Who just want to watch this shit uh i would love just a digital place where i could go and not worry about okay what's happening today should i watch it most of the time i shouldn't watch it but i, I watch some of it and then i don't know sometimes there's a little surprise sometimes there isn't but whatever it's been fun just kind of keeping up um kind of uh like a lot has been announced but like nothing crazy like nothing that's been like like i think the playstation show still had the best showing so far uh, not much else has been announced, like, in terms of, like, a new thing that we haven't seen before. Summer Games Fest that happened, like, yesterday or the day before that, uh, that was basically talking about stuff that was already announced. They're just kind of going more into it. But they did have one little surprise at the end. But anyway. Oh, did they? They did. So, whatever. We'll get into that. But right now, we're going to get into the mailbag. But before we do, Chris, tell us, or tell them, not me, where uh, they could follow us. Yeah, you can follow us on Instagram at Podcast Fresh. Join us on there. You can shoot us an email. We'll get into the mailbag next. We're at podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Ask us anything, wrestling question, video game question, Fresh Prince question. doesn't really matter, and we'll slot it into the proper podcast. Um, you can also follow our personals. Ryan is at official underscore acapello, and I am at Torres Unlimited. Um, and you can also find us on YouTube. The YouTube, love. It's Jesus. Tuesday, isn't it? All, all four English guys that listen to this are pissed off right now. <laughs> but uh, you can follow us on the YouTube. Uh, we're on there, Podcast Fresh. Just check us out there. Some of the podcasts are up. We're going to be getting more of those up there. I'm just trying to figure out a way to streamline them quickly because yada, yada, that's my own business. Don't even worry about that. Yeah. But go on the YouTube <laughs> there. And then on Twitter, if you want to see me, uh, you know, if you want to hear me, rather, uh, talk, usually wrestling talk. So if you're part of the wrestling crew, definitely go on there. I was uh, tweeting through Rampage last night. Damn good show. Better than Dynamite. <laughs> Dynamite was a weird show. Oh uh, yeah, and just real quick on that, because I know this is not, we don't really focus on the wrestling here, but Wednesday night, I don't know if you heard about this pack, but the, the crowd actually got panned as being like a pretty crappy crowd. Oh. It was they were in Kansas City, right? Which is not it's not exactly Chicago when it comes to like ovations and pops and things right. like that. Um so they got a little bit of flack. And I did agree the crowd was a little bit flat on Wednesday, but it was also a weird show. It was also a weird show. And they taped last night's ramp. They taped the rampage that came out live last night, that, that aired last night. They mm -hmm. taped this on, after Dynamite. And the crowd was much better last night, even though it's the same the taping. Same, yeah. But it just goes to show me the, the way they structured rampage, the way they wrote that show just made a lot more sense. The matches were a lot more focused. There was also really, there was a surprise match between Chris Atlander and uh, Red Velvet. Oh, shit. That surprised me, wow. that match. <laughs> way better than it had any right to be. The crowd came alive, and that's when I realized, dude, the crowd came alive three hours into the taping. Wow. That's, that's, that crowd should be tired by then, but the fact that they came alive, I'm like, no, 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 no. Dynamite was a fucking weird show. Right. And after listening to, like, Brian Alvarez, Dave Meltzer, John Pollock, and all them other guys, it really was universally a mixed bag of a show at best. So mm -hmm. um, check, out the, check out the Rampage, but yeah, that's kind of, that's kind of where that's at. <clears throat> yeah, I'm behind on AEW. I haven't seen... I, I'm behind 
to that day. I haven't seen the dynamite. I didn't see last night. I'm nothing also, to really, nothing really to that you're gonna miss on rampage on uh, dynamite right. except uh, John Moxley and um, and Kyle O'Reilly was amazing. Oh, okay. So I heard. Yeah, yeah I heard that was the best part. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll watch it eventually. I'm just kind of like WWE too. I haven't seen like I think I'm two weeks behind. I haven't really seen anything. I'm very, uh, I'm very over WWE. <laughs> mm, it's just. You know, I just finished watching. I was telling you the other day. I was I was slowly making my way through Hell in a Cell. Yeah, and uh, the 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 triple threat with Becky Lynch, Oscar, and uh, and uh, Bianca Belair, tremendous match, tremendous. They just let them go out there and have a wrestling match. There was no bullshit, mm-hmm. no outside interference, none of that. Straight wrestling match. You got a this is awesome chant. And I realized that those chants get dropped every. So often now that it, it loses its value. Like, yeah. we get a This Is Awesome chant before they even, like, you know, lock horns. Kind of like, <laughs> well, what does that chant even mean? Fight yeah. forever. Um, but, like, yeah, so there's that match. And then the Cody Rhodes, Seth Rollins was just. Mm-hmm. I've never torn my bicep, but I would imagine that whole black and purple area has got to be super, super tender. And they. I mean, you can. They did every trick in the book. To they, they worked his other arm. Like they did spots off Cody's good arm and his good shoulder. Uh, Seth took care of him really, really well. As as good as you can take care of somebody in a fucking hell in a cell match. Yeah. But uh, just like you said, just like I said, uh, we've been hearing it. All praise to Cody for even going through with that match. I mean, it got. It was a very controversial as well. There, Dave Meltzer was calling for. There should have been a doctor or somebody in place. It's like, uh-uh, it doesn't matter if your heart wants to go out and do it. Somebody should have stopped it. But uh, just, a, just a tremendous just a tremendous match. Yeah, that's the only one I saw. And I was like, Jesus. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lots of respect to Cody Rhodes. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm behind on my wrestling is basically what I said. But let's get into the mailbag. Um, we got three here. This is from Gene uh, from Alberta. What's your favorite handheld system based on looks? And then it's library. The switch does not count. Well, damn, that was going to be my answer. Mm. Uh, you go first because I have my notes, but I'm looking for the notebook where I wrote them. <laughs> so go ahead. Okay. I thought I had it right here. Uh, yeah, so looks. Uh, this was a hard one for me, actually, because I, I love them all, really. But um, I think the Game Boy Advanced SP is my favorite. Um, I think... That is the one that I that I honestly spent the most time on as a kid, and even just like of all time. Uh, just the clamshell design, the way it folded, fit right in your pocket. You know, you could pull that out. It had good battery life. You could charge it. It wasn't reliant reliant on actual batteries. Uh, and I think it just looked really sleek for its time. Uh, literally, just you cut a Game Boy in half, and that's what you got. So, I really like that. Uh, in terms of library. I would also say the Game Boy Advance, to be honest, but I don't know. I kind of like original Game Boy's pretty good. Um, I actually really like the 3DS because I got that like later on, but I was pretty into it. But I, I think I'll say the Game Boy Advance also. The, the the games there, like that is the one, like as good as that library is, there was just so much in it, and I'm honestly probably the least familiar with that one, even though I'd say I dabbled in it the most. There was just so much games. And I couldn't get everything, obviously. I was just a kid. But from what I played, man, like, they had all the, the Mario ports in there. They had the Pokemon. They had uh, they had Minish Cap uh, from Zelda. That was a really good game. Jeez, uh, they had so many Castlevanias in there. there. There's so much. I'm still yet to, like... I, I hope that these games go to the Switch in, like, a library. Because that, that would be awesome. I'd definitely 
pay an extra five bucks or something for that. So yeah, that's my answer. Cool. Give me one sec. I got to find this fucking notebook. Hold on. All right. We'll be back after these messages. <laughs> my favorite one is the uh, is the Game Boy SP as well for oh, all sweet. the reasons that you said. Also, the the Game Boy SP fixed a lot of the issues that the the predecessor had, had and it didn't. It wasn't front lit. That's right. right, we'd had Game Boys that were backlit, but it wasn't the same thing. The, the lights would be in the back. This one was lit in the front. It was one of the first Game Boys where you, it came with a charger. Like the battery was already in there, you can just plug the bitch in. <laughs> had amazing battery life because it had a clamshell design. The screen was virtually like protected. You didn't need to yeah. get a screen protector or any bullshit on it. Um, had a great, great amount of games. I thought the sound for a little thing like that, the sound yes. was amazing. Um, and a great, great library, you know, great library of games. The the ones that I played were uh, uh, Splinter Cell. Um, <clears throat> my sister Tiff, your wife, got me uh, one of the Mario games for that one as well. And uh, just a really, really good little system. And just the fact, you know, the battery life, the clamshell design for all those reasons. I really, really liked it. I'm not a uh, handheld guy uh, for the most part. Uh, but, you know, going backwards, you know, looks-wise... The, uh, the 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 Game Gear from back in the day just oh, always man. looked badass. <laughs> that gear. thing looked badass. And then um, <laughs> I never played it, but I always thought it looked badass as well. It was that that I think it was like a Nintendo DS, the XL, just like the big goblin looking thing. Um, it was just like gigantic. Um, mm. You know what the hell I'm talking about? No. And it flips open. You have the dual screens. The but DS. it's like right, but it's the XL version. It's like the really the large one. Oh, it one. might be the 3DS XL. Might be the 3DS XL. Yeah. I always thought that thing looked amazing. Yeah, that'd but be my the, runner uh, up. The Game Boy, the original one, is the one that I kind of grew up with. That's the one where you know you try to befriend the the kid at school so you can get a couple minutes with it. But then you know when the Game Boy Color hit, I mean that was such a a game changer. And what I liked about the Game Boy Color, it was the first one that really started like spicing things up with like the different colors. Like you had like the banana yellow and the red. And my yeah. favorite, the see-through one where you could see like the oh, circuitry yeah. and the chips inside. Atomic um, Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, Switch doesn't count. You know what? People are going to hate me. I don't think the Switch is the sexiest looking handheld there's ever been. I really don't believe wow. that. No, I don't. I, I, I can appreciate the size of the screen and everything like that, but... Those Joy-Cons, maybe because I have fat fingers, it, it just hurts to play that thing for a really long time. Mm. Um, I mean, anything intricate, you know, but simple games, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's, a, it's a good thing. And also a library. It's not fair to say that the Switch has the best library when it, it can basically play anything and so many collections are on there and remasters. That's probably why he says Switch doesn't count. Right. <laughs> and so it, it's kind of like it's not fair, right? Because yeah. the next Switch, the Switch Pro or whatever, is going to be even, even it's going to have an even larger library. Yeah. Like just the fact that you can play a game like uh, Crisis on on <laughs> uh, on the Switch is just unbelievable, right? Yeah. And the fact that you can you're able to play play sort of in air quotes games like Control and uh, and what's the other one in Hitman in a half stream mode on mm-hmm. on the Switch is just unbelievable. I mean, I I wouldn't play it that way. It's shit, um, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> if you're gonna play Control, play that shit on your big screen TV. Yeah. With the sound up, that that game is awesome. But yeah, that's what I would say. The the SP. So I think we're we're uh, we're on the same wavelength as that one. What mm. are some of your favorite SP games or some of the more memorable ones that you remember? Oh man, 
Pokemon, uh, what was it? I think I had Sapphire. That was a really good one. Gotcha. Uh, that was basically like the last Pokemon I played before I just completely disappeared from the series. Um, that was a good one. All the Mario ports, like they cleaned up the, the Super Nintendo games and put them on Game Boy. So it was pretty cool to see like Mario 3 and Mario 2 and all of its uh, 16-bit glory on like a 32-bit you know machine. Yeah. Um, uh, man, there was like a uh, super Mario and Luigi superstar saga. That was like another, that was a new line of RPGs that they started to make for the game boy. Uh, I played mm-hmm. that one. That one was really fun, but that's a series that I'm still yet to like explore most of. Cause I, I dipped after that one. Uh, yeah. Castlevania. I think oh, it's you dog. Aria of sorrow. I think that's the one I had. That one was really good. Okay. Um, I have the collection on the switch. So now I can finally play the other two that I never got to play. Gotcha. Uh, man, what else? There was a lot. I mean, even like some of the third party or uh, the licensed games on there was pretty good. Like, you know, there was some Spider-Man games that as a kid, I thought they were pretty good. Uh, you know, Batman had some pretty good ones. Um, it was also a weird system because you got things like Spyro and Crash Bandicoot. We got like Game Boy games for those, which is mm-hmm. just at the time, like those are still PlayStation heavy characters, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So very like odd. now, like now it uh, now it's not normal to see like Final Fantasy on the Switch and everywhere else. But there was a point where I'm like, there's no way you're gonna be able to play Final Fantasy VII on anything Nintendo based. Yeah, but here we are. <laughs> it's a it's a whole new world. Yeah, yeah. And Final Fantasy, speaking of that, they had some good ports of uh, six. I think four is on Green, uh, Game Boy, and those go for a lot of money now. Wow, so if you had those, you're set. I will say, in terms of looks, though, my runners up would be the uh, 3ds. And the Vita. I never had a Vita. Never played Vita's a Vita. Vita's nice. That's on my list, too. Yeah, I love the Vita. But, but I like the way it looks. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you, Gene. With us being halfway through 2022 already, how have your most anticipated games list changed from the cafe show you guys did at the beginning of the year, if they have at all? Thank you, uh, Paul E. from New Jersey. Uh, man, yeah, mine has drastically changed due to some delays. <laughs> what about yours? <laughs> I've all, only one of my games has come out, and that's Sifu, and I haven't checked it out yet. Yeah. Um, the other ones that I had, Gotham Knights, that one got delayed. That's coming out at the, uh, later this year. Uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Shredder's Revenge, that's coming out this week, week, right? Yeah. Next week, this right? Coming, so I'll yeah. be playing that one for sure. I think that's probably a day one buy for me. Mm-hmm. Um, Sifu, Sifu I haven't checked out yet, mostly because I'm being a little bitch about it, just because the difficulty and all that I did really it's like scary. it's not <laughs> I'm really really scared but it's not so much that it's just kind of like I know that I'm gonna like if it is hard I'm gonna want to get better at it I'm gonna sink a lot of time into like learning the combos right. and it is a game where you die over and over and over again that's the whole kind of point of the, yeah. the, the narrative of that game so I will be checking that one out at some point uh, Dying Light 2 it's not that I don't want to check it out. It's just I was excited about that game, but I hadn't even played the first Dying Light. I just knew that. Remember, there was that whole thing where I didn't know it was from the same makers as uh, Dead Island. Oh, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so when I found that out, I went balls deep into Dying Light. So Dying Light 2 is definitely the one that I'm going to um, check out for sure. <clears throat> and uh, what else did I have here? And Final Fantasy Ever Crisis got delayed too. That was supposed to come out in February. Right. And I have a feeling. I have a feeling that's coming out this week. Yeah, I think it's going to be a shadow drop because they're Is it ready. I, I think it's ready. I think it's been enough time. We'll talk about it after, but like I feel like this is one of their surprises here. Yeah. So I mean, my <clears throat> list hasn't changed that much. I'm a little more lukewarm on um, on Gotham Knights, especially after what I've seen. Yeah. But I probably will still end up checking out Seafood, <coughs> Dying Light 2, 
Shredder's Revenge next week, <laughs> and uh, Ever Crisis. For me, Ever Crisis is cool because it's it's a combination of like three, four games that I've never played. So right. for me, everything in that little bundle is going to be uh, brand new to me. Right. Yeah. I mean, we're only getting seven first, but that even that should be interesting. New take on seven. Um, for me, it's changed, it changed pretty drastically because my top two games that I was looking forward to this year was Breath of the Wild 2 and Final Fantasy 16. We got a trailer finally and an announcement for 16 last week, but that's coming out now summer 2023, so that's not this year anymore. And Breath of the Wild 2 got delayed indefinitely. I don't even think they have a year or a release date yet, so... We'll see more about that one, hopefully, later on. Uh, so those two were gone. My other most anticipated one, uh, Sifu is one of them for sure. I haven't gotten it yet. And Gotham Knights, just like you, from what I've seen, I don't feel as strong about it as I once did. I just feel like, I don't know, It's not, it doesn't, from what I see, it just doesn't seem like the type of game that I thought it was going to be. Like, I thought it was going to be more aligned with the Arkham series, but this sounds like, or it looks like it's going to be something more surface and casual so whatever it is what it is i'll still check it out because i love batman but you know i'm not so hot on that yeah and uh mario strikers battle league was another big one but that came out yesterday and i got it so that's off the list and uh shredder's revenge that's definitely a day one for me too and that's coming out on the 16th on thursday so that'll be good you you also had uh sonic frontiers oh yeah <laughs> saints saints row Saints Row. Oh, yeah, damn. I forgot about all of these. Final Fantasy Origin. Did you write uh, these down? Stranger Paradise. <laughs> Did you write these down at the yeah. time? Well, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> oh, cool. Yeah, so Sonic Frontiers. Uh, as I see more of it, the more I want to ab- like abandon ship. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about this shit. Tremendous. Yeah. Um, <laughs> they need to. They they need to. I don't know what they need to do, but they need to do something. Uh, Stranger Paradise. That has been. I beat that. We'll talk about that later. And what else did you say? Saints uh, sorry, Saints Row. Saints Row. Uh, August yes. twenty three drop date. Mm-hmm. Is that still a pickup for you? That's still a pickup for me. Uh, okay. That's a, that's doing the opposite of Gotham Knights. The more I see of that one, the more mm. excited I'm getting. Right. Uh, I feel like. I, I, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Mm-hmm. I think like that's kind of like the make or break, kind of <clears throat> like Far Cry Six when that one came out. It's kind of like, geez, how many more Far Cry's can we get? Yeah. But like that one scored pretty well. At least the people that loved it really loved Far Cry Six. So that's it. Might be uh, hopefully the breath of fresh air that that franchise needs because i think right they need something like that they need a little jolt in the ass yeah, they do and i you know i fell out of the series a while ago and this might bring me back i don't know i actually like what i've seen and they just put out the uh the thing where you could customize your character to to have them ready for august i guess it's kind of weird but right. they say that the customization is so deep that you could actually have a lot of fun with that so i have that loaded on my ps5 i'll probably mess with that later but yeah that's definitely uh I'm anticipating. I'm anticipating that one for sure because it looks like you know I need a GTA fix, and that looks like the way to go. Right. Thank you, Polly. And the last one. This guy's kidding me. Did any of you guys go see Morbius now that it went back to theaters? <laughs> no. <laughs> you know, but you know what? I, I I I will probably I will be watching that movie for sure. But I think that like. I think the reception is softened on that movie. I think that there's a little more uh there's a little more leniency when it comes to that movie and I think more people will be checking it out. It wouldn't surprise me if that movie did better on DVD than than it did maybe on in theatrical release, but mm. are you going to be checking checking that out at all? I'll check it out when it comes out uh on something 
maybe I'll buy the DVD if I see it for cheap or something or whatever. I think really I'd, I'd check it out if it hits Netflix. Um, because you know, I don't, I don't feel like spending money on, on this. It's no one says anything good about this thing. And the, the whole reason why I went back to theaters is because it became a meme and Sony was like, Oh, they love it. And then it went back to theaters only to make like a measly 300,000 or something. I think Sony was literally like, Oh, they're laughing with us, but no, like people were laughing at you. And, uh, it kind of sucks, but it is what it is. But I'll check it out because whatever, it's Spider-Man related. Um, you know, whatever. We'll see about it. And that'll do it for the mailbag. Thank cool. you, everybody, who who wrote in. And if you want to write us in again, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com. Maybe you could be read on next week. All right, let's talk movies. I've seen a bunch of crap since the last cafe. I don't know how I, I fit all this into the schedule, but I did. Now, three of these movies I've watched before, but one of them was uh, a new movie I've never seen. So, uh, Divergent and Insurgent, those are, uh, those were like, those came out around the time that Hunger Games made it like cool for like the teen novels to be translated into movies. Uh, So, that one, like, have you ever seen Divergent, Chris? Uh, The first one. Okay, so it's about like kind of similar to the Hunger Games where like everyone is like factioned off. you know, when you reach a certain age, you become like you, you either become like a cop, you become a lawyer, you become like a scientist. It all yeah. depends on like your personality and what's what you're into. So you pick something and you, you you that's what you do for the rest of your life. And, you know, everyone's split up into groups. So you might like lose your family if you pick something else, you know, what from what you were born into. It's pretty interesting. And then obviously the whole story turns into like, you know, let's break the system there's got to be more to this. There should be freedom, blah, blah, blah. The movie stars Shailene Woodley. I like her as an actress. She's cool. Which Divergent is this? <clears throat> the first one. Oh, okay. Di- Divergent w- is the first one. Yeah. And Insurgent is the second one. So the second one just came out? No, this has been out for a long time. I just, oh, okay, but you finally saw it. No, I didn't, I've seen them before, but this is what I just recently saw, like, just to, to put on on Netflix. Um, oh, okay. So, I, whatever. I rewatched these movies. I thought I thought they were pretty good. Uh, my wife wanted to watch Allegiant, which is the third one, but that one is so bad to me that I honestly dipped. I couldn't even watch it. I was like, no, I'm not watching this shit. It's like Ninja Turtles 3. <laughs> yeah, it's just, it, it's too stupid. So, whatever. I recommend those two if you're going to see any of them. And then if you want to see some kind of conclusion, which I don't think they they reached the conclusion because there's supposed to be another one, but it was going to... like six books, right? No, it's... I think it's three, but they were going to split the last book into two. And... I remember at the time that movie because Allegiant did so bad that the the last movie in the series was just going to go to TV and none of the actors wanted to do that so they all aborted so hmm. yeah it was interesting so whatever the first two are good uh, then I saw The Hunger Games uh, still holds up one of my favorite series honestly the first one's still pretty good mm-hmm. it's, it's, it started this whole era of like Divergent and Maze Runner and all these teen novels I like Maze Runner. I thought that could have had. Maze Runner dope. Yeah, I thought I, like I only seen the first one, but I thought the the whole concept of those kids being trapped there. I thought that was pretty cool. Maze Runner. I I recommend uh, the other two movies as well. I think they're pretty good. Uh, and then the one I had never seen before, Free Guy. <laughs> this was an interesting movie, man, and it, it was better than it had any right to be. I it's about uh, so it, it stars Ryan Reynolds. It's about an NPC character. So imagine like GTA Online. That's what I I think they're making fun of, honestly. There's a game called Free City. And imagine GTA Online. You know those like NPCs that you just, you know, you kill for no reason? 
Ryan Reynolds plays one of these NPCs. So he, you, you got to look into his life where he wakes up in the morning, says hi to his goldfish, and goes to work at a bank. And then he gets robbed at the bank from a real player. And then it's just normal for the NPCs. They're just kind of talking throughout this, and it's just they do the same thing every day. And you get like an like a like at the same time you have these two other characters who made the game or helped make the game, and they created an intelligent AI that they put in the game, and that happens to be Ryan Reynolds because he starts kind of breaking the flow of it and, and thinking for himself. Gotcha. And it becomes really interesting. And you get a it's lot kinda, of... It kind of kind of becomes meta, right? Like it becomes really a meta. world inside a world, yeah. but you're watching the world. And he's like trying to convince the other NPCs, like, no, we're just in a game. Like, there's more to this and whatever. It's pretty cool. You get some... Uh, you get this one scene. Uh, there's a cameo by uh, Chris Evans. And like, there's a lot of references to like the Avengers and stuff like that. So it's pretty awesome, I got to say. It, it's it was, on it was Netflix? It was, it's on Netflix, yeah. Cool. So as far as movies go, that was pretty good. Nice. Have you seen anything? No. No, I haven't been watching anything. Uh, not lately, no. I haven't been, I haven't seen any any movies. But I do want to check out Morbius and uh, the new Top Gun. So maybe I'll have oh, a, yeah. uh, I'll check one of those ones out and, and review it on the next show. Very nice. Yeah, Top Gun is, is on my list for sure. But I want to watch the first one first. And uh, yeah. hopefully, hopefully I'll watch Top Gun Maverick. Everyone loves that movie, dude. Like yeah, everywhere I fucking, go. It looked good. <laughs> yeah. From sure. the second I saw that trailer, I'm like, this looks so dumb and stupid and fun. And yeah. that, that, I think that's all you, you can ask for. And another reason why that movie is getting good reviews is that there's no, they don't make the enemy be like the Japanese or the Russians or this other thing. It's just like there's a known enemy, but they don't define it, right. which is really nice. Because sometimes you go back and you watch these movies and they villainize like a certain country and it doesn't hold up well. You know what I mean? No. <laughs> so one of the things about this one is that they, they keep the enemy kind of vague. So yeah, I'll definitely be checking that out uh, hopefully this week. Yeah. I get uncomfortable when I see movies that... Because it's always happened. Like, an American movie will make, like, Russia the uh, the enemy. You know, you see it in, like, right. Rocky. You see it in a lot of things. And now that there's, like, a war, <laughs> I get uncomfortable when I, when I see these stupid movies. Mm-hmm. It's for like, sure. oh, man, well, they were right. Anyway. Um, but, yeah, that's it for movies. I plan on watching Expendables 2 at some point uh, this weekend because I started watching those. Uh, I, saw, I saw the first one, like, two weeks ago. So I want to get those out of the way. Cool. All right, let's get into the game flow. Uh, in a week, or uh, yeah, in a week of uh, no E3, but there is an E3 somewhat, I guess, with all these presentations. Uh, a lot of has been shown. Chris, I don't know how much you've seen exactly, but has anything caught your eye, or is there anything that you heard about that you thought was interesting? I think, think Resident Evil Four is is. Oh, uh, yeah. I think that's going to be like the blockbuster next year. Oh boy! Um, not the highest selling game or anything, but like that that that's in terms in terms of like a. You know that that franchise, what that franchise has done. I think that's going to be a really, a really big thing. And also, um, I think the the new PlayStation VR two is going to surprise a lot of motherfuckers. I think that's going to mm. be uh, really really good when it comes out. And obviously, Sony's putting a lot of stuff in there with the uh, with the new Horizons going to be under the DLC or the, the the additional game or whatever it is going to end up being. Right. And. Um, you know they're doing Resident Evil Village on the uh, on the VR, so that stuff uh, seems exciting, right? Yeah. Um, you know the the cat game that's gonna come out for free on the uh, the <laughs> PS uh, second tier and higher. I mean that 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 looks really cool. I mean that definitely looks. Uh, what did you say? It reminded you of what? 
Metal Gear. Metal Gear, yeah. <laughs> there was I, like I, a, a yeah. sneaking mechanic at one point. Like he hid in like a trash can or something. Then he came out when the guy walked away. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> right. To me, it looked like Cyberpunk Cat 2077 on a little bit, especially <laughs> when it's the cat's out there like trying to dodge those uh, those floating machines that are like shooting at it. Yeah. I think it's going to be really, really cool. And I hopefully, hopefully it's written in a way that anytime you have an animal, especially as a protagonist, you can do certain things in those games to like pull out the heartstrings. And I think, I think that's going to be like a surprise hit of the summer. I think it's going to be like what Sonic, what Sonic one was to the movies. I think that Mm. fucking cat game is going to be like a huge, so much so that they went out of their way to announce a physical copy of that game. Oh yeah. So, um, yeah, I think that cat game is going to, it's going to surprise a lot of motherfuckers. Yeah. Cause that's just like a high rate, like indie game. Like that's not even like a, right. Yeah. like a triple a game so that that game quickly became also on my list of anticipation like it's just like the more i see of it and the whole tone of it and like it's very freaky sometimes like when it's just talking to these like robot people it's like i want to know about its world just as much as i want to know about this cat you know what i mean mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it's really cool um i'll be picking that one up for sure uh i never thought i'd play a game where i'd be a cat but here, here we are in 2022, <laughs> where we're gonna play as a cat, and this thing literally is like a pretty realistic take on a cat. Like the way his idle animations, where it just like kind of licks its paws and stuff. Like it's it's mm-hmm. awesome. I love it. Yeah, really cool. Um, for me, like real quick, I've seen a couple presentations. Devolver Digital is like this really weird, like company. They're really odd. If you saw that presentation, like they're making fun about how companies are acquiring other companies and. It's very, uh, they're very, they, RGT described it as like, <laughs> let's see how much cocaine we can do. <laughs> That's pretty much how it sums up. Like, it was very odd, uh, but I loved it. It was really different. It was cool. But they announced two games in particular that I really liked. One called The Plucky Squire. If you've heard of this title already, it's kind of taken the internet by storm. It, It's very, uh... It starts off in like a children's book and then the characters pop out of the page and then all of a sudden they're like walking around the table. Then they like fuse into a coffee mug and they play a level on the coffee mug. Then they're in like a ruler and like it's very interesting. And they keeps like the it, it reminds me of It Takes Two where they they threw a lot of genres into each level. Whereas this it's like in the coffee mug you might play like a side scroller. Uh, then there's like a, a Zelda-like perspective in one of the levels. Then it's like a shoot 'em up. Then it's a, you know what I mean? Like there's a lot going on here. So that really caught my attention. I think that could be really fun. And then uh, there's a game called Skate Story. You're a robot, I think, and it's beautifully like the graphics look beautiful. The animations are awesome, and you're just skateboarding around like this crazy world, I guess. Like there's a bunch of stuff everywhere, and it says I think it. The, the person you play as is a robot, uh, like, filled with pain or something. So it's de- it's definitely going for, like, a deep a deep story here, even though it's just, like, you're skateboarding around. So I'm interested to know more about it, but if it's a skateboarding game, I'm usually, I'm usually pleased. Uh, so that was that for Devolver. And then Summer Games Fest, they they talked about Shredder's Revenge. They gave us the release date of July or June 16th, so that's literally next week. Uh, Saints Row, that's when I got more hyped on Saints Row. And then Gotham Knights, that's when I... Got less hyped about Gotham Knights. And then they announced The Last of Us Remake, so this damn thing is real. Um, I know you played the first one, Chris. Did you see what this one looked like? No, I didn't, actually. Okay. Um, w- when you have a minute, look up like the, the trailer or whatever. It looks yeah. pretty different than what the, 
like the character models look a lot different to me. Right. Yeah, that's an interesting one. You know, it's gonna be it's gonna be really um, it's gonna be really interesting to see what the reception for that game is, especially with the TV show coming out and all that bullshit, and the fear that the direction of the story is going to change things from how we we, we used to see it in the first Last of Us, but. Um, the first game is really good. The Last of Us. I mean, that that's a that's a great game. Heavy, very very heavy story. Like it's kind of like uh, it's one of those games that makes you feel a certain kind of way, especially after it's all said and done. It's a very powerful game, I think. Uh, told really really well, um, but it just it just feels so recent to me. So um, I'll I'll check out the trailer for sure. But that's not definitely that something that I'm going to be checking out on day one. Right. I might actually play this remake if I'm going to play this game at all at this point. Um, I find it funny that this remake's coming for PS5, but part two was PS4. Because <laughs> like, they're they're renaming it, by the way. It's going to be called Last of Us Part 1. So clearly they're, they're trying to group these two together. But yeah, we'll see how that does. It's got some mixed reactions. People either really like this idea or they just... they Kind of like you, like it's too soon for this, but we'll, we'll see how that does. And then uh, the first one we got, the first presentation I thought we, I think we ever got so far this summer was the Sony State of Play where they showed uh, Stray. RE4, like you said, was a big one. Um, Roller Drome, which was like that roller skating shooting game that looked like it was ripped out of a comic book. That's weird, eh? I love that game, or I love the way that game looks at least, so we'll see how that plays, but I'm, I'm interested. Then they showed uh, Street Fighter Six, which I know you're a huge Street Fighter fan. Uh, probably more than me. So you're you're probably gonna get this day one, huh? No, maybe, probably not. Oh, no. We'll, we'll we'll wait to see. You know, um, I like Street Fighter Five. I had a lot of fun with it, but I'm not the kind of guy that goes in there and tries to get all the quests down and you know tries to learn every different combo and everything like that. The new for the new fighting system will be interesting to see. You know, I was pleasantly surprised to see because. For two minutes, they don't show Dick all. They just show, like, you know, Ryu and all these different characters and, and you know, going around the world and things like that. And so I'm not sure if that's going to be part of the game. Like, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be, like, part open world thing where you can go to mm-hmm. Japan and train there with some of these fighters. And they can go back to the United States and train over there. I'm not sure how that's going to play out. But I was pleasantly surprised to see that there's a, there was actual gameplay in the uh, in the presentation, look good, look fast, look crisp. You know, the yeah. biggest improvement, like you mentioned on your show, was the uh, at least they have a decent logo this time. You know, it didn't look like <laughs> yeah. some generic piece of shit that they came up with. Um, but yeah, that'll be yeah, that'll that'll be fun to check out for sure. Mm-hmm. I forgot to mention this, but on the game uh, summer games fest on Thursday, they showed Guile, uh, what Guile's gonna look like in Street Fighter Six. So they gave him a little trailer. Very weird seeing like because they they all look more like realistic. You know, like, the characters look more realistic in this upcoming game. And Guile still has that crazy hairdo, but, like, he looks like a real, a, at least a more realistic person. So it looks kind of odd, but it, it works. So check that out. Very funny. Mm. And uh, they announced FF16 at the end. That's my That was a banger for me. I think the game looks really, really good. Uh, looks like we're going to get a, a way more deeper, uh, mature story, I'd say. And you you texted me, but you you said that you know it is medieval, and I, I'm not uh, too big into medieval games. But I think with this one, there's enough like fantasy elements to sway me to 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 kind of just ignoring that and just kind of pushing through because I liked right. Final Fantasy IX, and mm-hmm. that one that one was also like that same kind of theme. So 
Yeah. But this looks cool. From what I gather, like the more I, I looked at this, like, cause I talked about it on my show, but on top of it, it looks like you're going to have battles with the summons. Like you're going to control a summon. Yeah. You're, I you're saw gonna, that. That's wild. Yeah. You're going to try to battle another summon. That's awesome. And I also like this concept where these summons are linked to one other person. So like there's a girl that will become Shiva and the more that they use it, the more like I, I heard that it, uh, the more they use it, the shorter life they're going to have. Like it really affects their lifespan and stuff. So like all that sounds amazing, like story wise. Right. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that one. So that was it. Uh, that's everything that's been announced so far. We have Xbox coming up on Sunday. That's tomorrow. Um, apparently there's a rumor going around that Banjo Kazooie is going to pop up. So I'm already hyping myself up way too hard. And, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm happy with that. And then, you know, Nintendo, maybe we'll get one on June 15th. That's the rumor, but we don't know yet. And Square Enix just announced yesterday that they're going to have their presentation on Thursday. It's going to be Final Fantasy VII focused, but it's only going to be 10 minutes long. But they're encouraging everybody, if you stream, they're encouraging everyone to co-stream it and post their reactions online. So I think Remake Part 2 is going to be shown at the end of that thing. I I can guarantee it. Like, I already know what they're going to talk about in that. They're going to talk about Ever Crisis. They're going to talk about the mobile game maybe some other thing that'll be new because they just like trademark some stuff and then i think they're gonna bang it out with uh remake part two so at least that's my expectation do you think for uh remake part two they they give you the game exactly as we saw in remake part one with the battle system and everything like that Hmm. or do they tweak certain things where they are there certain things that you you think they'll uh they might change for this one yeah, I think the battle system is probably going to be different because even if you... I know you haven't played Integrate yet, but even like Yuffie's battle system was already a little bit tweaked than the original. Right. And I feel like they're just going to go all the way and tweak that a little more. Yeah, because uh, one of the things that you told me was you don't know how Yuffie's going to play with the rest of the characters once they do Remake Part 2. Yeah. Because she's so different. She's so different. She and plays she's very, different. She's just really fast like compared to all the other ones, to me, to me at least, from what I remember. So it'll be interesting. I feel like they need to develop a system that's going to work with all these characters. And, you know, we also might have new characters. I mean, Red 13 might be playable in this one. And he's like a four-legged creature. So it's like, I'm just interested to see like how, what they're going to come up with to make this all cohesive, right? Yeah. Um, in terms of what they show, I'm honestly expecting like some kind of splash screen or like a teaser. They're not going to show much. They can't. I don't, I don't think so. Especially because... Final Fantasy 16 is now slated for summer 2023, so they can start the campaign for 7 Remake Part 2 now, that's fine, but we're not going to really right. get any heavy information until 16 is close to release, right? I think, uh, yeah, I think I think the way they're doing this with, with the Final Fantasy, and this is like the outsider looking and like, you're the hardcore guy, but I think now more than ever, I don't think, they're not afraid to just go in and think and say, oh, you thought we were doing chocolate chip cookies? Well, it's going to be like that, except it's going to be oatmeal raisin. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It would not surprise me in the least if, like, Sephiroth becomes, like, a playable character at some point in one of these games, right? Um, because they, 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 they're they they're already kind of training us, like, forget what you know. Remember after the first yeah. one, they're like, who said Ares was going to die? We didn't say that. And it's like, what? Yeah. And they're like, we never said that. It's like, you motherfuckers didn't say that. <laughs> I did not just play a three-disc game. When I was 14 or 15 years old, whatever fucking old I was. Um, so obviously they're changing things up a little bit. And so um, I would not be surprised in the slightest. You know, maybe Sephiroth comes down from the heavens and 
chops off Barret's head. You know what I mean? It's yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute, what? Aerith was the villain the whole time. <laughs> right, who knows? Yeah. Whatever, right? Um, but yeah, no, it's time for Remake 2 to come out. Because um, that game is, uh, what that game came out in 2020, right? April 2020. Yeah. Jeez. So. Yeah, it's been a minute. It's, it's been a minute, yeah. Yeah, I, I've thrown off all my expectations for that game. Whatever they give me, I'll just take what they give me and, and you know, go off of that. I honestly, if I had to make a guess, we're going to get a lot of Zack stuff. I feel like right. they're, they're really hyping up this Zack character. Even at the end and of the And for me, a story, casual, a I don't give a fuck about Zack. So, uh, That's the problem. It's unfortunate for me. but yeah. yeah. But I think there's a lot of me as well. I think there's a lot of normal, like just normal fans that are like, who's this? Is that Cloud with dark hair? No, yeah. it's not Cloud with dark hair. It's this other guy. Yeah. Oh, who is this guy? Well, you have to get the PSP and you have to get this and you have to watch mm-hmm. the movie. And it's like, it's almost like AEW when they're bringing like all these Japanese guys. It's like, <laughs> yeah. but it's New Japan. It's like, who's this guy? Yeah, the hardcores are interested in the New Japan stuff, but like, to the guy who's been watching Dynamite every week, you haven't trained them to bring in yeah. all these different characters. So, there's, it's going to be controversial, I think, no matter what. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to hear what, what happens there. Um, if they're telling people to live stream so they can get their uh, live reactions, right? Uh, it's obviously going to be something, something gigantic big. that's going to break, and then after that, it's going to be news. So. Yeah, yeah. They need to do a good job with Zach. That's the thing. Like they need. I think they're aware that not everyone played that game, uh, Crisis Core. So they need to make him. They they need to talk about. They need they need to introduce him better because like I'm sure at the end of remake when he popped up most people were like well who the fuck is this <laughs> like, oh that ending was controversial to say the least oh yeah like for me I was popping because I was I played everything so I was like what are they doing here? right and then, but like for you I remember texting you and you were like well who the, what the fuck <laughs> who the fuck is that <laughs> right <laughs> so yeah you know they need to do a good job explaining like, why does Cloud have dark hair now it's weird is that Cloud's brother that Cloud looking guy <laughs> Storm? Is that Sephiroth you know like I don't know you know. <laughs> yeah. Really everything cool. that is isn't and everything that was will be again it's like what are all these motherfuckers dead and we're just watching a game that takes place in this universe of like souls you know what I mean like yeah. cloud soul is there and all this other shit because Final Fantasy 7 really Final Fantasy 7 on its own is already the original game yeah is already pretty meta where like cloud doesn't know who he is and he's trying to right. figure out is he a real person you know um so yeah, I mean, there's a lot there to to kind of figure out. You don't even know the half of it, man. I don't it, even know a quarter of it. If if, if what they if they're bringing like there there's this other character named Genesis who he's pretty controversial. He's based off a <laughs> controversial figure, you know. Right. And a lot of people really don't like Genesis. I for one didn't care for Genesis. Like I don't like him. I don't hate him. But like. Like, a real quick rundown. In Crisis Core, you see Sephiroth as, like, a normal dude. Like, Sephiroth, before he went crazy and he was just in Shinra, he was friends with this guy named Genesis and this other guy named Angeal. And long story short, Angeal is the guy who gave Zack the Buster Sword, who then gave it to Cloud. So that's where that sword comes from. Gotcha, so there's, gotcha. like, a lineage to that sword. Yeah. Genesis became the villain of crisis core and Zack and Sephiroth had to stop him. So it's like, if they're bringing back Genesis and this guy is like really the true evil, evil <laughs> motherfucker of the whole thing. Like that's going to be a very big point of contention for a lot of people. <laughs> yeah. I can definitely see that for sure. Yeah. Anyway, whatever Thursday we'll find out. You're going to cover that. 
I'll probably cover that. Cool, man. Awesome. Yeah, we'll find out where the hell this fucking thing goes, hopefully, because I have questions. I honestly be believe better. we're going to get more questions than answers, but mm-hmm. <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, let's close this off with what you playing. Oh, sorry, Pac-Man, real quick. We should do the uh, PS Plus games. Oh, do you have that in front of you? you can for the that. good people. Yeah. Right. So we got the three new games for uh, June. Uh, we got Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl, mm. God of War, and mm-hmm. uh, Naruto to Baruto. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, God of War is funny. Yeah, I now have two copies of that, which I never paid for. So one of them was on the uh, PS Plus, those 20 games that you get when you sign up for the yeah. service. So I think most people have it like that. Uh, but if you haven't, then there you go. It's available to download. I haven't played that game. Ryan, you played to that game, right? Yeah, I loved it. Liked it yeah. a lot. Yeah, you, you shed you, a tear, right? You did pay for it because you got me that copy. <laughs> well, yeah, I guess technically I did. Right? Yeah. yeah did no, you? I, uh, that, I that, shed that, a bit an of emotional a, game, right? I shed a bit of a tear at the end. Yeah. Yeah, I heard There's it's a very a, emotional game, so I'll be checking that one out for sure. Yeah. Nickelodeon All Star Brawlers. Uh, you know, I've never played this game, but it just looks like your. I don't want to say run of the mill, but it's like you're you're sort of you got the license to all these different characters in there. I might check that one out just for a gag. And yeah. the Naruto game, it's not my cup of tea, but you know, I'll add it to a library anyway. Yeah. I, I'll say this PS plus lineup is better than what we've gotten recently. Right. Um you know, God of War is a really good game, and if you haven't played it yet, you definitely should. Uh and what else was oh the 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 Nickelodeon one? You know, that's uh, the Smash Brothers playing one. I'm still to check it out. Honestly, I was going to buy that game a while ago, but then I just kind of didn't. And now that Multiverses is coming out, the Warner Brothers one, that one has more characters that I actually like vibe with. So I might go for that one. But that one's actually going to be free. So Hmm, we'll see. We'll see. But I'll check this one out now that it's free for PS Plus. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Now, what are you playing or what have you played? I'm asking you. I finished Doom 3, so hey. it's funny. The lo- on the last episode, I said I was close to the end because I was in hell, but I didn't realize that there was like a third of the game still left to go. There's more to hell. <laughs> so you transfer back and forth. You know, really good. I enjoyed Doom 3. Like I realized it's like the, uh, the, uh, the black sheep of the Doom family. Um, it's the one that kind of went off to college and did a lot of drugs and <laughs> you know did a lot of really uh, a lot of heavy drinking and then came back and said, oh, I'm part of the family. He's like, no, you're not. <laughs> um, wait, what? So you know, it's 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 the Doom game that was designed as a horror game. Like some like some people might say, well, the Dooms are scary anyway. Eh, they're scary. Yes, there's monsters and things like that, but they're not designed to to be scary games. Right. They're more action. Right. Whereas this one was just like scary and there's jump scares these motherfuckers can like appear behind you which gets really annoying at, at certain points because mm. like especially if like if, if you're conserving your ammo well not, that's a bad example because you get tons of ammo but like if you're if you're low on health points and some asshole like spawns behind you but i played the 2019 version which is like a version of the bfg version of that game so like you can save at any point and the back i guess when the first the game first launched I came to find out that, so there's a flashlight system, but you couldn't shoot and have your flashlight out at the same time. Oh. So that's completely fixed. So now you can have your flashlight out oh, while shooting, right? right? So that's been fixed. Voice acting is really good. The story is pretty good. Pretty linear game. You go from A to B to C, and when you can't go to C, 
you got to go back to B. Something will happen. It'll trigger an event, and et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm playing some of that, some of the DLC now that's available for that game. It does come included in it. So I'm going through that right now. Um, the nice thing is, is the nice thing about that collection is, unlike other franchises like Uncharted collection where you have to download all all the games and then just pick which one you want to play. Yeah. This one actually gives you Doom 1, Doom 2, 3, and 2016 as separate games within your library. Oh, okay. So you can just download. If you want to play Doom 2, you just down, download that one That's separately. Cool. So I'm going through that one right now. Um, and then I just recently beat uh, Ratchet & Clank, the 2016 version for the PlayStation 4. That was a really, really good game. I had a ton of fun with that one. Wow. I had started that like a few months ago, and I'd kind of fallen off, but I uh, got back into it, finished it. Uh, tons of fun. I love the, uh, the all the different weapons and the breaking up of the action. There's hoverboard races. There's um, there's levels where you play as as um, as Clank instead, and those are more puzzle based. And then uh, just a really really good fun game. And then there's these little laser puzzles that I can only compare it to uh, in Spider Man, where you're trying to do like the circuit boards oh. <laughs> to try to get bonus points and things like that. Yeah. And so there's a couple of them where I wanted to like throw the controller yeah, at the wall, I, but I I'm didn't like, like that. Yeah, <laughs> I cannot go onto YouTube and look up the the <laughs> the the the, the, the puzzle because I'll hate myself for it. So <laughs> happy to say I was able to get through all the puzzles without cheating or looking at the at the thing. That's good. But yeah, I know it. Uh, nothing will suck your energy like you're stuck in a puzzle for like 25 minutes and you're like it's two in the morning and your eyes are like bloodshot like. There was one night where it was like it just put me to bed. I'm like I'm going to sleep. They, they just killed yeah, me. Yeah, dude. I was just done. There were some Zelda puzzles that did me in. Where I was, <laughs> I just went to bed upset. I was like, I can't believe. Senf Beach. I couldn't figure this out. <laughs> like, right. Fuck. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. so. I've been playing that, and uh, yeah, that's it. I guess tell me what what you finished, and then we can both get into sure. the uh, currently playing. Well, I was going to ask though with Doom Three. Um, yeah. Or not Doom Three. Your Doom Collection. Did it come with Doom Sixty Four? I believe so. Okay. That see, see, that's a doom that I love talking about because I owned it as a kid. I played a lot of it. Right. And I feel like everyone I talk to has never played that game. <laughs> doom 64, yeah. 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 That's all. So. You know what's funny is that that was a, such a weird one. That, to me, is the weird doom because I never, oh, yeah. thought, I, I never thought I'd see a doom on the N64. Yeah. So I thought that's, that's a pretty, like, it's a pretty cool thing, uh, actually. So, you know, it, it, to me, it is a weird one, but yeah. I love it. I honestly That's love your favorite that one, the '64. I wouldn't say no. I, I like the the original one better, but that that one's pretty awesome. Especially because right. like I I love that when it got re released that year, they still kept the Doom '64 title. Right, so I was like, God, oh, it's right. awesome. <laughs> that was an that it. was an era of N64 where they were just dropping those very kind of like those first person shooter like bangers. Yeah, like you had a uh, Doom, you had Quake, yeah, yeah Turok, yeah. all at the same time. Right, right. Uh, GoldenEye, Golden obviously, Eye. and uh, the other one that I never played, the spiritual uh, sequel, Perfect Dark, Perfect Dark, which I've yeah. never played to this day. But yeah, it was what an era for the N64 at that point. Banging. Mm-hmm. Uh, damn. Okay, I finished a lot in these two weeks. Uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay, I talked a bit about it on I think Fresh Prince, but whatever. This is the official show for this. So the first game I finished was uh, Stranger of Paradise, the Final Fantasy Origin sequel or prequel, whatever the hell it is. Uh, so this game was a prequel to the first Final Fantasy ever. It tells the story of how Garland became Garland and he became an asshole. Um, I liked it. You know, I, I liked my time with it. I beat it in about 20 hours, I'd say. I um, 
I didn't, I did like one side mission though. And that was it. Like I didn't, I didn't even bother with the side missions. Cause at that point I was so over the game that I was just like, I need to finish this shit quick. So, um, what ended up happening was I, I I'm not going to say the story was good cause it wasn't, but it was enough to, to keep me going. Cause I wanted to know at the end what would, what, what that ending scene was going to look like. So the gameplay, it's really fun. You feel really good when you kill stuff. That's your driving factor for this game. That, that is why I played it. It was really fun killing things. And you got so much gear, though, that you had to keep going through the inventory and dis- dismantling stuff and getting rid of stuff and equipping stuff. That was really annoying. There was no need to get, like, every time you've done a level, you had, like, a hundred new things. It was ridiculous. That was stupid. But for what it was, like, the system alone, I did like it. It felt cool to upgrade my stuff every once in a while and, like, become a little better. Uh, and there was a lot of classes, lots of job classes to choose from. So you could realistically play this game over and over again with different classes and it would still be fresh because you're playing, you know, a, in a new way, in a new style every time. So really good. I'd give what that like a race, seven out of 10. What made you race through it? Because <clears throat> uh, it was like, it, once I, I reached like the 11 hour or 12 hour mark, I was like, man, I want to play something else, but I don't want to stop playing this because I know I'm probably never going to come back and finish it. So realistically, it was just that thing of like finishing it. Like, I just want to have it done. Um, and the final boss, oh my God. Like, so here's the thing. Like, it is a Souls-like game and I've never played one of these before. And after this, I'll never play another one again. But it's so hard. It, it was so fucking stupid. Like, you need so much patience with these bosses, especially that last one. And I think I texted you one night where I was like, I'm going to throw a controller. Like, because I, I kept dying. I tried like 20 times. And then once I beat him, I realized that I literally just was rushing the whole time. Like I, and but I wasn't. I, to me, I wasn't rushing. But literally, I needed to play slower and more methodical than I ever could have dreamed of. So, you know, I don't know if all right. these games are like that, but like just the experience of that, it's like it's just not for me. Like I want a deeper thing. Like this was, this was fun for what it was. But I, unless there's like a sequel to this, I'm probably never coming back. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, after that, me and the wife picked up uh, New Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe uh, to finish off all the star coins. So I got all that. I, I did the secret level. I did the world. Those, those levels were pretty hard, but we did it. Uh, so that one was 100%ed, which was cool. And then after that, uh, Super Mario Maker 2, the story mode, I never finished. So I went back in there and did the story mode. And, you know, that was good fun. That, Mario Maker 2 is so underrated. I feel like people don't talk about that game enough. Like if you're in a fix to play those old games, like you hit the randomized button and you get all these crazy levels from like four or five right. games that, you know, it's endless fun. And then after that, I played a big one, metal gear, solid three snake eater. Uh, holy shit. This game was like so good. Um, <laughs> easily my favorite metal gear of the series, bro. I, I know I talked about it on the fresh Prince, but Jesus, like, it's so damn good, and it made me feel like a certain way. The more I, I played, the more I went through it. I was just, like, completely engrossed in this story and, like, these characters. And, you know, the, the, the ending of the game was a shocking twist, <laughs> but like like most of these games are. So it got, it got me more hyped yeah. to, more than ever to, to keep going with the series, but I'm going to take a break. I don't want to burn myself out. But, man, I love the I love the whole jungle system. I love the sneaking system, like, every, everything, like... I love that you actually got a free camera this time too. That really helped because the fixed camera wasn't doing it for me in the other two. Um, it's passable in the first game, but at the second game, I felt really held down with it. Um, and yeah, man, just like the gadgets you get, like, I don't know what else to say. Everyone loves snake eater. And now I love snake eater. You know, <laughs> how do you feel about snake? Eater? Yes. 
It's good. I really enjoy that game. The uh, the cover system, I never really exploited it too much. I kind of just kind of got through the levels, you know, and didn't really like fuck around too much with it. But uh, yeah, it's cool. And, you know, the, the food system is, is very interesting. And mm-hmm. it, it's no longer just about bad guys with AK-47s. Like you can get eaten by like a crocodile if you're not careful. Uh, yeah. You can get poisoned. All kinds of shit can happen to you out there. So it really does feel like a survivalist kind of game. Yeah. Metal Gear Solid, you know, yeah. uh, w- when you swim up to um, uh, Shadow Moses or whatever it's called, it, mm-hmm. it you really do feel like you're alone. There is a feeling of being alone until you meet like Naomi and Atacan and the colonels there talking to you over the phone or whatever the fuck. But this this game, you really do feel like you are alone, especially the fact that it takes place in the 60s. So the technology is not quite there yet. But really, really cool, and I love the sense of romanticism that this game had. Yeah, for, for real. And I love just the fact that it was like an origin story. Like this is, I think, the earliest game, right? Uh, in the like canonically, in I believe so. Yeah, unless unless one of the game, unless one of the Game Boy ones goes before that. But I think that yeah, I think this is it. Yeah, no, the, the Game Boy one is just it's not canon to the series. I think it's like an alternate take on the first game or something. So, I think this is canonically the first one, and you know, you get to see a lot of like, like this is this is Big Boss. This is where the whole you know he's been mentioned in the other two, and it's like this is him. You're playing as him, so it's like how can I'm interested to see like how such a good, like I'd say he's a good guy, like turned into such a prick. But I guess I'll find out as the games go. And uh, yeah, it'd you know, be like playing what, as like a young Sephiroth, you know, something like that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, which I like. It's really interesting, and, and I, I hope I see the twist down the line. And then, even like Revolver Ocelot, that his debut. He's young in this game, and he's a prick. And uh, it's just, it, it's awesome, honestly. If you've stuck with the first two, and then you get to this one, I think this is the one that'll make you actually fall in love with the series. So We'll see where I go. I'm either going to play Metal Gear 4 next, or I'm going to play Portable Ops on the PSP. Uh, because it, it takes place like four years after the events of this one. So, yeah, we're really excited about that. And then uh, recently, the last game I finished, which was like two days ago, the first Uncharted, I decided to pop in. Uh, I beat it in like four or five hours. Still holds up, I'd say. Um, that game has really good set pieces, like the, the whole waterfall scene, like you're going through these platforms and guys are shooting at you and you gotta be smart with like whether it's time to shoot or jump. These platforms are breaking from your hands. Like It's, it's pretty awesome, honestly. And it's just the first game, and I've, I've only ever played the first one, so I imagine in the sequels these these damn set pieces get turned up to 11 uh so i'm interested to, to continue the series now but even like just the the story is very you know it's nothing crazy it's just a story about a treasure hunter and you know shit hits the fan at the end and you realize that it's not all sunshine and rainbows and uh there's a curse dude i don't remember zombies the first time i played this that was really weird when i started shooting those crazy things at the end i don't know if you remember that part but I was not expecting that. And easily I was like, oh crap, this is turning into a scary game. But uh, there, there's like a tense moment where like you're in the underground and all these guys are just crawling at you and it's like, holy fuck. And that was when this whole game I've been covering and aiming and shooting. That was the time that I just said, F that, I'm running and gunning, which I had not done until the, the end of the game. So that was an interesting twist. Um, but yeah, Uncharted, I, I liked it and uh, I'll play the Uncharted 2 soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I agree with everything you said about Uncharted, except the part where it, uh, it holds up well. I don't know about that. I But I played 1, 2, and 3, and then I went back and I played 1 again. 
So maybe I'm watching it from different eyes. But well, the, I think it's because one is the only one I've ever played. Right, so but that's what I mean. To, to go off, yeah. Right, I don't know, how, but even still, I don't know how, how well it holds up. I think it's a very basic game. The cover system is kind of flawed. You take a lot of bullets in that game. At some mm-hmm. points, you're just trying to figure out how the how to not get killed. How there's to hide literally from the levels. <laughs> yeah, there's literally yeah. levels where I play, I believe I played that game on medium and then hard. And there are some parts in that game where it's like the level starts or like a, a certain part of the level starts and you get like grenaded twice and you're dead, right? It's like, oh, shit. Oh, okay. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's a, it's a good game. That, Uncharted 1, I would love to see remade with like uh, optimized controls and cameras and a, a nice cover system. Cool. Um, but that's a fun game. The story is good because the whole time you feel like Sully's going to turn on you because <laughs> you don't know Sully yeah, just man. yet. You, you, you kind of get to know <laughs> Sully in, in this game. But it's really, really fun. And, um, but man, once you play Uncharted 2, I mean, Uncharted 2 to me is like, that is the holy grail of Uncharted games. That is just the best one. That's uh, what I So I, hear, I think yeah. you'll, you'll really have a good time with that one. But yeah, Uncharted is great. When I played the first Uncharted, I mean, this was uh, 2009, 2010. Um, I made it to about halfway through. And I told this story a million times before. At the time, my, my, our family dog was dying. And so we, and the dog used to sit with me when I used to play Uncharted. And um, we had to put down the dog halfway through when I was through that game. And so um, when I popped the game back in, just listening to the music and everything, it was just too much. So I actually put the game down for two months. And I know it's really dumb, right? But then I picked up the game again and I finished it. And Mm -hmm. then uh, I never played an Uncharted again until like 2017, 2018. And then I picked up Uncharted 2. And that game was just tremendous. But that's a good game. And one of the rare games that our brother-in-law, uh, my brother-in-law Leo, uh, has finished was the Uncharted One. He beat that wow. game with uh, with Jen. <laughs> That's funny. That's kind of one of the rare ones, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. It's good. It's just, but once you get to a second one, a third one, and then you go backwards, you, you'll realize it. But lots of replayability. I love the uh, the treasure hunting aspect to it. The puzzles are just hard enough to give you a hard time, but. Not that hard that you're gonna need to grab a guide, you know. Well, I didn't um, have any problems with them. Whereas there was a there was a puzzle in Uncharted Three where I had to get a guide because I'm like, am I doing this shit oh, right? Shit. Sometimes it's yeah. not so much like. <laughs> sometimes it's, I just want to know if I'm on the right path. You know what I mean? Like, am I doing this yeah. correctly? Like, is this sort of what they're going for, right? And then right. once you realize what they're going for, then it makes the rest of the puzzles easy because like, okay, now I know what they're kind of going for. I know what I'm mm-hmm. able to do and not do, right? But yeah, yeah Uncharted makes sense. Yeah, it's a badass game. Uh, I liked it. And fun fact, it tells you like how you rank compared to like your friends, right? And I passed Leo's headshot count. So, <laughs> oh yeah, nice. Yeah, I think Funny. I was whipping his ass nice and early as well. I was like, okay, I'm ahead. <laughs> uh, Leo, all right. Uh, what are you currently playing, man? Like, what are you, what are you diving into? I'm playing uh, Horizon Chase Turbo right now. That's a great game on the PlayStation uh, Five or Four, but Five. On the five, um, it's getting it's getting difficult now. Like I've unlo- I'm on the fourth or fifth world now, and there's like twelve worlds. So I'm still. It's becoming. It's one of those games where like they give you all these different cars, right? They give you a muscle car, they give you like a, a BMW car, they give you a sports car, they give, and it's kind of like you can pull, you can like bully your way through with your favorite car for the most part, but you're gonna reach certain levels where you're like. Oh, now I see why I need the muscle car. Like I just got the Dodge right. Charger, and the Dodge Charger is not good on maps where like you need to do, like intricate turns and you know. But uh-huh. on maps where like there are straightaways, like it's a turn. Like let's just say the map is a square. 
The Dodge Charger is perfect because I can nail you on those straightaways because my car has high, higher acceleration, higher speed, et cetera, et cetera. But this right. is a completely arcade-style game. What I like about this game, and feel free to disagree with me and send me an email, but I never felt like there was the rubber banding was all that hard. Like if you're in first place for like three laps in a row, no one's catching up magically in the third lap. Like you're you're free mm-hmm. to just pulverize everybody. At the same time, though, if you're crashing into the walls, getting your ass kicked for like two laps, you're not making a comeback in the third lap. It's just not happening. Uh. Um, so it's really really cool that way. It is an outrun style game, so. This is pure arcade. You got to maneuver the corners. That's basically how it is, maneuvering the corners, trying to figure out where the best place to use your nitros are. But I love the uh, I love the music. I love the colors. I love the the. There's enough replayability to keep things spicy. I like the creativity. Right, you go to different countries, like you go to Brazil, and then in Brazil you go to like Brasilia, and then you go to Rio. And then there's other levels at Carnival, and all these levels are all different and unique. Um, Weather system. There, I just encountered a level. I'm in uh, South Africa where uh, the game is. There's a there's a track that's completely in the dark. It's a night race. Oh damn! So if you're in first, you're only going by like the headlights of your car. It's pretty fucking cool. (laughs) So uh, going through that, yeah. And then there's uh, there's DLC for it as well. Uh, I think I mentioned this, the uh, Senna, uh, the, uh, the the Portuguese racer that died in Formula One. There's a Formula One um, uh, offshoot DLC that I want to grab. It's only a couple bucks, but I think I'm going to get through the main campaign here before I get into that one. Uh, like I said, the Doom 3 DLC, I'm, I'm going through one of the missions. There's two DLC packs. I'm going through the first one. It's about six hours, and then the second DLC pack is about two hours. It's not bad. It's a lot. And in this one, I've increased the difficulty. So I want to see if I can uh, challenge myself there. So I've, I've increased the difficulty on that one. Um, and then lastly, I just po- popped in GTA 4, <laughs> Grand Theft Auto 4 oh on the PlayStation God. 3. This is a game <clears throat> that I played maybe, I maybe completed 20% of the game, and then I gave up just because I couldn't get into the the, the story. just seemed really depressing. The world mm. just seemed gray and blue. Um, and, and it's so funny because like I got enough money now that I went to the store to buy new clothes and it's yeah. like, okay, great. So I can, I can go from looking like a bum and they to like a, another bum. <laughs> like there's yeah. nothing, I haven't seen any clothing and they're like, I don't even give a shit anymore. I don't even go and change my clothes anymore. Um, <laughs> so now I'm, I'm, you know, I'm just making my way through that game. It's just a fun one to play. So, uh, yeah, just looking forward to, uh, that one. And um, probably we'll be checking out Vice City next, uh, the next Grand Theft Auto. That'll be, I don't know why, man, nice. but the Grand Theft Autos has just got me going this way. I think it's partly because I've been playing like uh, Horizon Chase Turbo and I love like the cartoonish feels of the cars. Oh, yeah. And maybe yeah. that's kind of why, but yeah, I want to check that yeah. out. Yeah. That's what I've been in playing. GTA, in GTA 4, there's going to be a, 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 a part where. You gotta kill. You gotta choose between who if you're gonna kill one guy or another or something. And mm-hmm. no spoilers, but one of the characters that owns a mansion, right? If you kill the guy that owns the mansion, you get clothes, and you look like the GTA Three protagonist, and that's probably the best <laughs> look for this guy. So just a heads up: <laughs> cargo yeah. pants and um, a leather jacket. Yeah, the green cargos. Uh, <laughs> GTA Four is not up there when it comes to my favorite GTAs. It's actually pretty pretty low. Um, 
I think its DLCs were better than the main game, honestly. Ball- Ballad of Gay Tony was actually really good. Uh, but yeah, just like you, I, I, I wasn't really I, super hyped up on it. I yeah. know that you're also not a fan of GTA 2. Would you rather play GTA 2 again from beginning to end uh, before you play GTA 4 again? I've never played GTA 2 or, or 1. No, that's the one that takes place with like the Yakuza <clears throat> and like the different gangs. and it's Oh, you're thinking, down, of, but, like, you're thinking of... Three, aren't you? Are, are you talking about Am the I? old one, like one, one and two? Yeah, the top down, top down. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So the, the, the top one down ones, the... I've never, I've never played. Oh, you've never? Oh shit. Okay. No. So I, I think I'd rather wow. play GTA two just because it would be a new experience <laughs> than play GTA four. Yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. There you go. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and Horizon Chase Turbo, man. The more you talk about this damn game, I'm probably gonna get it. <laughs> it sounds really cool. It's fun. Yeah. For the price too. It's like five, six bucks. You get it's you get tons you get of shit. You get so much. Yeah. Tons of stuff. That's cool. Uh I've currently been playing Kirby and the Forgotten Land. Uh Kirby. I'm I'm a very like casual Kirby person. I don't really like Kirby that much, but sometimes I'll play a Kirby game and be pretty like surprised by how good it can be. I haven't played a Kirby game though since like Super Nintendo, maybe Game Boy Advance. So it's like mm-hmm. I missed all the DS ones. I missed all the the spinoffs and the 3DS ones. Like, right. I got the first one that came out for Switch, uh, Star Allies. But that game, like, it looked pretty, but like, it was so easy and there was like no challenge that it honestly was putting me to sleep. So I didn't didn't play that much. But then when I saw this one, I was like, okay, this is interesting. It's the first 3D one that they ever made, and everyone right. seems to really like it. So I picked it up. Uh, it, it was that time that I had enough trade credit to like buy the whole store. So I bought, I bought Kirby and, uh, honestly, I'm really liking it. Um, I, I, there's a lot of level of variety. Kirby has a lot of moves. Like it reminds me of, um, Mario Odyssey cause he sucks right. enemies up and he takes their ability. So that's kind of like when Mario throws the hat and becomes the enemy. So yeah. in that aspect, I think it's really cool. And you could level up those abilities to make them stronger. So, and, and like just the, the, the locations and stuff, I think it's a really pretty game. So they do this really cool choice also where it's like if Kirby is like they focus on Kirby and they make the background like the the level like as far as it goes like more blurried and that's how they kind of come across like the graphic issue where it's like it still looks really good but you could tell it's like not not doing like a great job like rendering all this but it works and I think it looks really good. And the gameplay is just really good. It's very easy to to get into the simple buttons uh, button like mappings like there's not a lot to really do or worry about uh but i will say that it is an easy game like kirby is always going to be an easy game i picked like the hard mode and it's very easy so <laughs> it's like I, I i'm not gonna recommend it to like people that want to challenge but if you want like just a nice relaxing thing to play after like a crazy session of some some hardcore shit this is a really good one to do uh so i'm making my way through that yeah yeah all the kirby's are uh, pretty easy actually all of them. That's kind the, of the hardest Kirby kind of was the it, NES one. Yeah, like, like they're, they're, they're all the kind of known as like. I think Sam <laughs> from uh, from IGN was saying that like all the all the all the Kirby's are like he hates those games because they're just so easy. But I think there's yeah. a market for that, right? And um, you know, but yeah, yeah. The, the Kirby. I haven't played Kirby since the <coughs> Game Boy. Yeah. See, and that, th- those are probably the best ones, yeah. honestly. Kirby yeah. is. Uh, is this the one where you can? Is this the one where you can play multiplayer with uh, multiple Kirby's on the screen at the same time? 
No, you could do a co-op. There's like a co-op mode where you, you control Waddle Dee. It's like another character, but even then, it's like kind of butchered. It's not. It's okay. not the best because the camera always focuses on Kirby, but you as right. the second player can like wander off screen. And if you get too far, it teleports you next to Kirby. So <laughs> it's not. Yeah. Not. It's not great. Um, cool. But I'm having fun with it, and I actually recommend it if you want like a good time. And the second game I'm playing came out yesterday. Mario Strikers Battle League. I'm having a ton of fun with it. It's a. It's got solid gameplay. It's just got like no content. <laughs> no. Oh man, it's very just exhibition um, matches. Like there's an ex. Like there's the grudge match. You can set up whatever you want to do there. The main like single player mode would be like the cup battles. So they give you like five or six cups to play through these tournaments, and then if you beat them, you get the credits. I beat them gotcha. in like an hour and a half. So I've already rolled credits on that game, but after that, you unlocked hard cups. So I'm making my way through that, and I'll say, they're hard as fuck. I got smashed twice, and I put the game down, and I, I came to, to do this episode. So, uh, <laughs> it's hard. But that's it. Like, in terms of... I will. But in terms of single-player content, like, that's it, you know? And That's too bad. It sucks. Like, the game's already pretty limited as it is. There's only ten characters. There's only, like, five stages. So, I know what they're doing. This is on purpose. They're going to drip feed new content as the year goes. They're going to give us new characters, new stadiums, hopefully new modes. But as of now, the game's really reliant on multiplayer. The game's really reliant on you going online and playing with people. But even then, that has its own problems. Like, local co-op, you could do eight players, four on each team, right? But online, you can only do two players. So it would be two on two, which makes no sense. There's no reason for that. And the coolest mode they have, I'll say, is... I think it's called Strikers Club or something. So you basically make a team, you get your friends to join, and then you, you, you enter a league. And I think the rewards that you get from that, you can actually customize the stages. And make everything look... Like, that's actually pretty cool. And apparently there's a ton to, to get into with that. But again, it's online. And my main gripe is I want more single-player content, because I'm primarily a single-player gamer. So it's like... It's not catering to me too much, and that kind of sucks. So I'm hoping with the drip feed of content that they're gonna do, like, you know, I, I get more modes or just more, just more to do because these cups aren't gonna hold me forever. And it's not like I have a lot of friends that play this shit. So you know, I, I'm gonna have my time with this. Maybe in about a week or two, I'm out. But as of now, I think the game is solid as hell, and I hope that Nintendo turns the ship around with DLC very quickly. Oh, and also you get to customize the characters like with. Uh, with gear and stuff like you could actually make them look pretty cool there's a, an assortment of like armor to put on but even then that has its problems where it's like if you get a fast character you want to like make their strength better but when you make their strength better their speed goes down so it's like what's the point because after after a while you have a bunch of characters with the same stats if you mess around too much so uh that being said this is probably the perfect opportunity to say that uh i just dropped a new game flow uh episode uh, my podcast where I review Mario Strikers Battle League and I go in depth to what I think of all this. So if you want more information on that, you could literally download that episode right now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Mario Strikers. Um, yeah. It's too bad about the drip feed system. I mean, it's kind of bullshit, actually. Tell you what, yeah. that fucking DLC, all that DLC, most of it better be for free because they're charging what full pop for this game, right? Yeah. It will be for free. They, they said it'll be free, but still. Right. So, but anyway, yeah, that's it's cool. just annoying. I, yeah. Well, yeah. But uh, apparently they've taken a look at the code and there's about 20 characters overall. So there's going to be double the roster. But 
again, they're probably going to be releasing a couple characters here and there until until it's all good to Next go. Next year. I, I don't mind it, really. Like, I mean, I mind it. I hate this, this shit. You just I said you mind it. Hate. No, no, no. I do mind it. I, I hate the, like, you know, because it's essentially an incomplete game. And they've done this with Mario Tennis, Mario Golf, and now this. When I look back at Mario Tennis and Mario Golf, they're good games now. But, like, it took a while to get there, and now it's like, I don't really feel like playing those. And this one might be the most barren one of them all, and this one needs the most improvement, to be honest. And it sucks, because this is my favorite one. So, like, aside from characters, I want more maps. I definitely want more modes. And if they're going to give us all that, that's great, fine. But even if I have to wait a year and I still don't get that, that's going to be really shitty. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I think this game will uh, will appeal to the Mario Strikers hardcores for sure in terms of Definitely. the DLC and all that. Yeah. But for somebody like me to know that there's you know three stadiums and ten characters doesn't really do much, mm-hmm. right? Um, no. So yeah, we'll see. And also the when I was doing the uh, tutorial, man, the 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 it gets pretty like into the weeds by the end. I was like, whoa, what? Like we're talking systems that like are. I would say on par with like FIFA in terms of like deflecting, like how to how to stop people from like constantly tackling you and things like that. You can do like uh, the tackle yeah. where you you tackle you towards your own player and then that player takes out the other person. Yeah. There's some really intricate stuff there, um, which is fine. Um, I was saying that originally I thought this game was gonna be like easy to pick up, but uh, but difficult to master kind of thing. I'm gonna revise that slightly. Mm-hmm. I think it's easy to pick up and play, and but it's still gonna be hard to master. Yeah. And the reason I mention that is because if somebody, if if my nephews, for example, my nephews will probably never beat you at this game, no matter what. At least unless they own the game and get really really good at it. Because even if you learn all the moves, even if you learn all right. the, diff- the different passes, the supers, and all that, at the end of the day, when you kick the ball you're still able to aim the ball and, like, shoot a top corner, bottom. You know what I mean? So the game punishes you if you just start button mashing and just trying to shoot at the net. The goalie's going to, at least when I was playing it, I got blocked almost 100% of the time. Like, you need to aim it properly or use, like, a a power move or whatever the fuck, right? So, um, like, that's... That's why I said, like, I think this game is only going to really appeal to to the hardcore hardcores. I'm curious to see how this game does sales-wise. Maybe by next week we'll find out that it's sold, like, a gazillion Mm -hmm. copies. We'll see. But, uh, yeah. And unfortunately, um, you know, they're going to appease to the people that want to play that game online, right? So... uh, I'm I'm sure they're going to do all kinds of, like, different online modes and stuff like that. Like I was mentioning a couple of shows ago, I think it'd be fun if they f- somehow found a way to work with FIFA, considering the World Cup's coming up, and uh, get some different, uh, <laughs> yeah. maybe some different colored teams or have some jerseys involved. I don't see that happening at all, but I just think that'd be a, a kind of a fun twist on the on the whole thing. That might be a thing, really, because stranger things have happened. I think I mentioned it before, but Mario Kart once collaborated collaborated with Mercedes, and we got Mercedes That's vehicles awesome, in the yeah. game. So there's a, there's a chance. I don't know. There's just there's just a lot. Like I said, like if you got the game and you never played any of them, 
you play me, you're getting smoked. Like, that's just, I'm not hyping myself up. I just, I've been playing it since the GameCube. So it's like, the game fundamentally is the same as the GameCube, but they do add, like, new things that, like, this whole thing where you tackle your own player into an, uh, the, the opposition, that's new. I've, that's, trust me, I've done that. I played the game last night and this morning. I've done that twice mm-hmm. on accident. That is not something that you can right. pull off easily. Um, you know, it's just tough. When you get the items involved, like the Mario Kart aspect of it, where you throw bombs and shit, that shit becomes crazy. I don't even know what the fuck's going on anymore. I don't even know where the ball is. I'm just like trying to get mm-hmm. through this destruction. It's fun, though. It's just that, again, like you, like I, like you said, it's easy to pick up, difficult to master. In my review, I likened it to Smash Brothers. Smash Brothers is easy to pick up, but to master it takes a long time. And this is the same thing. So unless you've played Strikers on GameCube and Strikers Charged on Wii, if you're like a newbie coming into this, you're gonna you might be turned off by how deep the mechanics can get with these controls. Because um, the first thing that threw me off, I'll tell you, very stupid, but I, to do a cross like a lob on the GameCube, you hold L like the trigger and you press pass. I did that and nothing happened. I'm like, what the hell's going on? There's a dedicated button, which is the Y button now for the lob. And simple changes like that is what hooked is like what tripped me up about the game in the beginning. And I'll still do like just on instinct LA and nothing happens and I get screwed. I'll get tackled, the ball goes away from me, whatever. So there is a lot to um to to take in with this game. And here's the thing, I'm willing to take it in. I'm willing to spend the time with it because I, I love the original so much. But they're not giving me the the modes and Literally, they're not giving me a reason to stay, is basically what I'm saying. Like, I can only play the same matches over and over again for so long, you know. Cool. And there's that. So, Mario Strikers Battle League came out yesterday. I like it when it comes down to playing it. It's really, really fun, but they need more more content, is what I'll say. And check out the Gameflow Podcast number two for a full review from myself. And I think that's going to do it here today. What do you say? That's it. Let's get the hell out of here. Um, we're at Podcast Fresh on Instagram, podcastfresh2020 at gmail.com if you want to send us a note. And then uh, we're on Instagram, Podcast Fresh, YouTube, Podcast Fresh. And then uh, what's, the, what's what's missing? The personals, official underscore acapello and Torres Unlimited for myself. Yep, that's it. Check out our other shows. We got a new Fresh Prince dropping uh, soon ish, I assume, uh, in the new week. Uh, the Game Flow Podcast number two, like I mentioned, and Chris will probably have a less wrestling podcast for us very soon as well. Uh, I'm interested to know what the hell's going on at AEW. Mm-hmm, definitely. And that's that. All right, everybody. Have a great night. Thank you for downloading this, and goodbye. Podcast Fresh.